Hi guys, this is Lairo here. Hi guys, Mazin here and welcome to this week's edition of ReaderPod. Um, today we actually have our very first guest on our podcast. We have Ratish here. Ratish? Hey guys, um, this is Ratish from AngelHack. Um, I am the regional manager for AngelHack South Asia. Uh, great to be here in Sri Lanka. Um, Looking forward to see what questions uh, you guys have for me. All right, so kicking things off, Ratish, can you just tell everybody like a bit brief, like what you guys do at AngelHack? Sure, uh, so AngelHack started off in 2012 uh, in San Francisco. Uh, we started by organizing hackathons, uh, wherein our hackathons would find, um, you know, solutions for the most complex challenges that businesses faced or any company or any organization, organization faced. Uh, fast forward 2018, we are in 95 cities across the world. We have over 300 hackathons to our credit um, and a developer community that's more than uh, 1,50,000 uh, people. Wow, that's been a great journey, Ratesh. So it's like you guys are pretty much hackathon experts then. Uh, yeah, you could say that we've, we've, we've grown ourselves as a startup, uh, completely bootstrapped. So we learned it from, you know, the ground up. Nice. So, Ratish, now, hackathons are something that's pretty popular here in Sri Lanka as well. Mm -hmm. It's like, at almost any given time of the year, you'll see a lot of hackathons happening in Sri Lanka. Right. But one thing we see is that there's not a lot of people that continue the idea, like, you know, after the hackathon ends. So, something we want to ask you, Ratish, like, how do you think, you know, that can change? How do you make hackathons effective that, you know, people continue the idea, you know, after it ends? Right. Um, a brilliant question. Um, so the answer to this is that is what we do, right? Um, just not bragging about it, but what AngelAct does is we do a global hackathon series which travels or tours 60 cities across the world. And it's happening right now here in Sri Lanka. That's yeah. right. We're, we're at uh, the Dialogue uh, HQ. Uh, we have over um, 75 participants fighting it out. So what happens or what we do through our hackathons to take these ideas you know, forward and not let them die down after the hackathon is that we have something called as a Hackcelerator program, right? Mm -hmm. It's a 12-week mentorship program okay. uh, where we find a mentor uh, either locally or remotely to help these teams uh, or in this case help the winning team build the product ahead because whatever they build in the 24 hours right. is a basic prototype. So it has to be transitioned into a viable startup with like an MVP in place. Uh, you know, with a business model, with a scalability, with, you know, the market uh, plan for the future, like next steps, how they're going to grow, uh, all of that. So that is where Accelerator program comes in handy. We've been doing this for all of the past five years. And to add to it, once they clear this program, they get a shot to go to Silicon Valley and pitch a global demo day where, you know, all these big uh, bears in um, Silicon Valley are sitting to either fund the startups buy them off or partner with them um, so that that's what we do and it's very important for other hackathon organizers to realize that it's very important to you know have the next steps just don't finish the hackathon and you know take your hands right. off saying so it's done. like the organizers should you know think okay what do we do after the hackathon like how can we support these teams that there should be a plan for them is what you're saying and an infrastructure yes. yeah absolutely i think uh, the government here in sri lanka could also do they're doing they're doing a lot of stuff around uh, technology and startups I think this is something they should pick up as well. Right. So actually, now, just look, I want to come back to that about the government as well later, Ratesh. But 
something I want to ask you is now you guys also do corporate hackathons, yes? Yes. This is like where you get technologies, like companies come to you with this technology and they want to get more developers using it, something along those lines, am I right? You're right. Uh, so technically what we do is our corporate hackathons are exclusively for a single client. Right. Say for example, uh, a Dialog or a Google or a Facebook or right. a MasterCard. Right. right. Now each of our clients have used our hackathon platforms uh, in different ways. Like for example, MasterCard used it as a testing platform for the newly launched MasterPass API and app. Right. right? So they wanted to get hands-on feedback from the developer community as to what the bugs are, what the issues are, uh, get back those, write it down, get back to the office, sit with the tech team, solve those issues. On the same hand, IBM used um, our platform to market their uh, Bluemix platform that launched, this was back in 2012, and so their goal was to get more users, right, right on, the, on the Bluemix platform. So they used our hackathons as a marketing tool for them. And uh, some clients have in the past also used uh, it for hiring, okay. hiring the right talent. Um, some have used it as a, uh, what do you say, an internship program okay. where they could give like a, a challenge and these people solve it and then they get an internship with the company. So multiple uh, use cases uh, sure. that have been there. Right, so that's what I want to touch on now. For most hackathons we see here in Sri Lanka, it's like, Community base, it's like the goal is to you know produce startups. But from what we see from you guys, it's like the goal, it's like there's always going to be different hackathons with different purposes. So that's Absolutely. what I want to now touch on this. Like, how do you define what makes a hackathon effective and how do you think you know it can be achieved? Now, as you said, there are different use cases, right? The, the first um, and most important thing for organizers, hackathon organizers in Sri Lanka, is to see what their end objective is or the end goal is. What do they want to achieve from a hackathon that they're organizing? Is it just a marketing stunt? Is it something they want to uh, use for hiring right talent? Or is it something where they want to like really build some solid solutions for currently existing problems in the country, right? Uh, so th these, if these areas are clear and they know, uh, you know what their, what their um, preference or stream is, uh, they can then start floating a hackathon on, you know, focused at that particular area. Okay. Yeah. So now I'd like to return back to what you said originally about in infrastructure, like beyond the hackathon after it. So mm -hmm. could you tell us, like, now you've been to Sri Lanka now about three times, am I yes. right? Yes. Yeah. That's so right. could you tell us, like, you know, what is it that you know the hackathon organizers now need to do based on your experience, like, to support the teams after a hackathon ends? Right, so um, I think the key uh, points here are uh, the hackathon organizers either need to have like an incub incubation center or partner with a current incubation program that's been running in the country where you know the top teams from a hackathon they're organizing could get into a program with the incubator, you know, which runs a, uh, a curriculum that is going to help these new ideas or basic prototypes uh, transition into a viable startup. Okay. And just uh, to elaborate, could you tell us, like, you know, how this what this curriculum should touch on to, you know, like help them make that transition? Yes, absolutely. So uh, initially, when you get a team, uh, a really, uh, you know, fresh team, a fresh product into the incubation program, uh, they should have uh, multiple um, thresholds, or I would say, you know, thresholds. I would say um, layers where number one is uh, we would want um, a finance 
person in the incubation center who will help them build a business model around it. Uh, because that's the major area I've seen where Sri Lankan startups need a lot of uh, push, a lot of uh, learning, right? The business model is where they lack. The tech is solid, right. um, the code is solid, the design is amazing, but where they lack is the business part or the marketing side of it, right? So this is what incubation centers have to give you. Number one, the business plan, which is the revenue model or the you know, fundability side of it. Number two, the marketing side. Because all these guys are good at what they do, they you know they, they can do wonders with the code. They can they, yeah. they write, yeah. but what they need is somebody to sell that. Right. Marketing is one way they could do it. Um, three would be scalability, which again uh, will come through the uh, you know um, curriculum. I should tell how what the next steps in the business are, where to expand. Do they start in Colombo? What is the next um, you know area that they can hit? Um, probably after that next country they can expand yeah. to. Um, then one more important thing is to find the right investors for them after that, right? Find the right company investor or VC would be interested in investing in them. When I say so, it doesn't end with just investing money into the company, right? They have they they also need to get these startups like uh, you know meetings with the top uh, players in the ecosystem. Right, basically helping them, you know, grow. It, yes, grow the even business. further, even further. Yes, yes. So. How do you think the government could actually uh, help out in these regards? Like, do you think they can? So this is actually been a topic of a debate between myself and Dahiru here. Okay. Like, so first off, do you think the government should be involved? And if so, like, to add to Dahiru's question, like, how do you think they should be involved? Yeah. Absolutely. I think the government should definitely be involved. You know, now we see, you know, the entire world changing. You see, you know, a lot of um, governments that have taken it to. Um, a different level. If you go online, you search for Startup Istanbul, Startup Chile, uh, Startup India. There are a lot of uh, governments that are like actively being a part of it to make sure they grow. They're not left behind in this right. race, right? Um, so what what the Sri Lankan government could do is uh, give access um, to to more incubators to set up base here in Colombo and around Sri Lanka. Right. Number two is uh, try to give like a, a tax benefit to startups. Because startups are basically, you know, really small group of people who start a company and they don't have the kind of funds where they could have a fancy office, right. you know, uh, have like a, a really cool, um, you know, entourage with them. Yeah. They're just fighting it out. So a startup basically is these guys have to be the finance guy, the HR, the operations guy, the tech guy, the design guy, the yeah. vendor. Everything is them. Yeah, there's no Saturday, true. there's no Sunday. They work 24-7, 365, right? That's right. So if the government could support them in a way where they at least give them like a five-year tax benefit or two-year tax benefit, this is going to encourage these guys to do more, right? End of the day, if one of these startups succeed, they're going to go out, get funding, come here, set up a company, get employment to people here, mm. which is definitely, you know, again, coming back to your country. So I think the government could do a lot more. Not only from, apart from that, they could also set up, uh, you know, meet up programs, they could do like incubation programs. If I'm if I'm not pushing it too far, they could also like do like a summer camp at schools when there's summer vacations. Right. right. Now, I wouldn't say startup startup, but at least a little bit of tech programs that they could run small. At least ways. more like an introduction. Sort yes, of thing. yes, yes. Alright then, so we've had a lot so of discussion we, going on, so yeah, we got thanks a lot, Pratish, for that food for thought. I mean, that's a that's a hearty meal you gave us. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's been a pleasure. I, I you know I've been loving the community here. 
uh, been seen seen it grow since the last three years uh, since I've been here, uh, and we we need more of these companies like Dialog, you know, and other companies come up and do more of these uh, events. I don't say angel hat, but do other international events, do any kind of events that is going to give more exposure to the community and the ecosystem. Right. That's all from my end. All right, thanks a lot again, Radish. Been a pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. All right, so there you have it. So that's pretty much it for this week. So we'll see you guys on the next one. Till next time.